Hello, listeners. I'm Dave Callens. And I am Kevin, Noble Paladin. And we're here from the podcast Awful Neutral. We know this will be a stressful time for people in the weeks to come. That's right, Kevin. And we want you to know that we plan to continue to release weekly episodes to help our listeners laugh through the isolation and hopefully forget about their problems for a moment. We have a rather large cast. Indeed. Gonk himself is almost a thousand pounds. Kevin, not now. Anyways, we have a rather large cast, and with social distancing going on right now, recording as we normally would may not be wise. Fortunately, we have a few episodes recorded before the quarantine, and are looking at some fun episodes for the weeks and months to come. We urge everyone to please practice social distancing. Yeah, as well as being kind, considerate. And my hammer! Damn it, Kevin. Be kind, considerate, and compassionate to each other. Awful Nutra fans, we love you. Stay safe. The on show with the must show. go on. I, I thought we were going to do it. Never mind. Hi, Lothario de la Pulga here. <laughs> Just kidding. It's me, Salvador Viesca. I tried to trick you. I know you can tell the difference between my voice and my distinct character voice for Lothario. For instance, here's Lothario saying the line to his mom. Mama, stop hitting me with that chancla. Okay, now here's Sal talking to his mom. Mama, stop hitting me with that chancla. I'm trying to record a podcast. I'm just kidding, that was Lothario. I keep trying to trick you, but really there's no difference. No difference at all. If you want to make a real difference to us as listeners of the show, please give us a five-star rating and a nice review on iTunes or wherever you get the podcast. Check us out on our Patreon for bonus content and follow us on Awful D&D on all social media. Um, just, just give us five stars, everybody. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master, Damien Mercado. First things first, we're sorry this episode's coming out a little bit late. Because we're not allowed to record in the studio, we're recording from each of our individual homes. So if the sound quality isn't what you're used to, we thank you for your patience. I promise we'll be back in the studio before you know it, continuing the adventure of Gertrude's Dudes. After some trial and error, we realized that with our large cast, doing regular episodes would present a lot of challenges and lower the quality of the product we presented to you. So we decided to keep things simple. The following is an origin story of when Gonk met Malison. I hope you guys enjoy. Let's start the adventure. We see Gonk eight years younger than the gonk that we've met in our journeys. He stands aboard a ship that has been overtaken. You see a bunch of crew members, halflings, humans, dwarves, all bound by their wrists on their knees. And you see several pirates, which gonk is one. Gonk, you look like the new guy on the crew. I'm wearing a red shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Two Aarakocra dressed not like pirates, dressed more like businessmen. 
Gong, you know yourself to be a privateer, and these are the guys bankrolling your pirate ship's outfit. They are up by the what's what's the steering wheel called on a ship? <laughs> the wheel. Steer those creepy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the two Aarakocra brothers, one a vulture, one a buzzard, are looking down at the actions of the pirate crew. A large orcish man wearing the hat of a captain says to the new turtle, "Bring me the new recruit." And he points over at Gonk. Get over here, turtle. You, you could also call it the helm, by the way. Edit the helm. <laughs> uh, I scuttle over Helmsward. We have to know you're one of us. You've been a fine deckhand so far, but you're going to have to execute one of these prisoners if you want to be a full-fledged member. And he hands Gonk a pistol. Wow. He, uh, Gonk hefts the uh, pistol in his little clawed hand, and he looks at the guy with uh, ever-widening eyeballs going, so when you say execute, you mean like... And he draws a, his little clawed finger across his throat. You don't mean just like make him swab dicks like I used to, or, or, uh, or empty privies, or, or, or pump up the, the berths, or what have you? The crew erupts in laughter. They have seen stalling for time, but never something like this. The captain pulls out another flintlock pistol and shoots the captive to the left of the one you were supposed to execute. No, do it like that! Uh, Gonk is, is, uh, more than a little, uh, intimidated. Uh, oh god. <laughs> Eldath Preservus. Are you gonna cry, little turtle? You gonna cry? No, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Gonk is friggin' terrified. Uh, he, it, you know, considers the, uh, the flintlock in his mitts, and he starts looking, uh, sort of like, panning across the line of terrified uh, prisoners, looking at halflings, elves, half-elves, people, half-people. He's just, uh, he looks at all of them, and he gets to the end, and he eventually looks back down at the flintlock and says, Captain, can I just, like, swap, like, extra hard or something? I mean, can I just, like, uh, if you don't like the way I make up your berths and what have you, I'll make them corners super sharp. The entire crew erupts in laughter. Um, the captain looks up at the Aarakocra brothers standing up there and says, What say you, brothers? Does this one deserve mercy? Does he deserve to be part of your privateering crew? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody slow down. I want to I want slow down. I want to be a part of the crew. I just, the whole executing the, the, the prisoners. I mean, I, I get the whole, you know, no quarter given sort of theory. But, oh, uh, can't we just, like, you know, put them on a little boat or maroon them or something? We can't just, we're we going to, like, I mean, these people, they've got people to go back to. they got wives and children. they got they got people to go back to. they got families. And if they go back, they'll make more money. And then they get back in the ocean. And then we can pirate them again. Isn't that sort of the whole pirate way? The entire crew just can't stop laughing. You are the funniest thing that has happened to this pirate crew in a long time. If Gonk could sweat, he would be he would be just drenched. <laughs> Listen, you have a solid tight five right now. The, the, the crew is wildly impressed by this act. Um, the Aarakocra brothers uh, talk amongst themselves, whisper back and forth, and finally they give a thumbs down to the captain. And the captain turns to you and says, Sorry, my young turtle lad. Not everybody's cut out for the pirate life. Lads, grab them. And 
The entire crew leaves the prisoners as they were and dog piles on the very strong turtle and place him in manacles. Oh, oh Gonk like wrestles uh, with the best of them and tries to like I, I can imagine like a a little footless dwarven pirate getting flung over his shell or one of them being spun off into the railing or what have you but eventually yeah he would get overcome roll me a strength saving throw sure I mean he's probably like don't I get like a strike three or something I mean come on I'm on <laughs> this is this is this is untoward it's okay. in the pirate's handbook it's more of a suggestion <laughs> than actual rules the manual it's more of a gesture uh yeah okay so I get a 19 on strength roll Holy shit, yeah. It takes every last bit of crew. You see crew members being flunked into the mast with bloody lips, get back up and charge back at this turtle. You are putting on a display. It's like a bunch of dudes trying to wrestle a bear to the ground. Eventually, they do get you down, but not before you have sent several of your former crewmates to the infirmary. And we're going to fade out there. Think on that, stinky Jimmy. You think on that when you send me to Davy Jones's locker. Stinky Jimmy is the smelliest one. Meanwhile, not too far off, and another pirate crew, on a clear starry night, the crew of the Queen's Vengeance is in mourning, or soon will be. The famed Captain Ginsburg, dread of the southern seas, and first pirate queen is at the end of her journey. The captain and her crew were hoping to make it back to port in Killwater, but the captain's condition deteriorated faster than the ship's medic had anticipated. A warrior till the end, the captain now says goodbye to her crew. <laughs> She there. saw the best minds of her generation destroyed by naked madness. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do these things because they are easy. We do them because they are hard. <laughs> there we find Malice and Kill, only eight years younger than the one we're acquainted with. The door to the captain's quarters opens in front of Malison, a burly seven-foot-tall Yanti pure-blood man wearing an eye patch and a bandana gives Mellison a teary yet angered look as he exits the captain's quarters. Well, it's half a teary. I mean, you said eye patch, so. Mellison knows him to be the ship's bosun and most senior crewman, Roy the Snake. <laughs> Roy the Pirate. Much better than Stinky Jimmy. Stinky Jimmy. It's your turn, he mutters as he passes. Mallison enters the chamber to say farewell to her beloved mentor and captain. She sees a frail, older lady. You could tell this lady used to be fierce in her younger years, but the ravages of sickness and age have taken their toll. Uh, she adjusts her thick glasses and says, Mallison, is that you? <laughs> Come closer. Does she have a lamb puppet on her hand? <laughs> I'm just dying. Come closer. <laughs> Come closer. All right. Come so closer. I do. Uh, I do a sort of fossy jazz walk up to her bed. <laughs> Jeez. Step ball change. Step ball change. That's the reason I love you, Malison. You <laughs> turn every entrance into a room into an entrance to remember. And on my deathbed, I'm glad I got to see your jazzy moves one more time, Malison. Do you remember when I found you as a little girl all those years ago? Unemployed in Greenland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were young, and I remember some men were trying to get you to join a house of ill repute. I'm glad that you decided to join my pirate crew after I intervened. I'd like to think I've been a mentor to you, have I not? Yes. That <laughs> I love your verboseness. How you and I would talk philosophy for hours... 
answering the big questions on those lonely nights at sea. I will miss that most of all. You have been a wonderful first mate. And I think, though you're young, you're ready to replace me as captain. Some of the men will likely object to such a young captain, but you're strong and you're wise. And those are two things a captain needs more than bravado, more than strength, more than ruthlessness. And you have those two attributes in spades. Malison? Yes. I think I'm going to die now. Is there anything you'd like to say? <laughs> she like Any checks the clocks. <laughs> She's like, I got about 30 seconds. <laughs> It's an incredible strain to remain alive, but I will remain alive as long as it takes to get some final words from you, Malison. Uh, peace out. What if Malison doesn't talk much, so uh, let's see. Goodbye. And she sheds a tear. <laughs> they should have sent a poet. Oh, my face. She says as a single tear leaves her elderly <laughs> eye. They should have sent a poet as a copy of Howl falls out of her withered claw. And with that, she takes her final breath and her body goes limp. Can we have her, like, disappear into, like, twinkly lights, like on the Dark Crystal? Malison takes a moment, says peace out to the corpse, <laughs> and uh, turns to exit the cavern. Malison, as you exit the captain's quarter, give me a strength saving throw. So, 16. A net is thrown over Malison. Uh, with that saving throw and a bunch of other crew members jump on trying to subdue her. With that strength saving throw, she stands up with violent force, throwing two crew members. One of them goes over the side of the ship. Malison pulls out her mace, strikes down one former crewmate, strikes down another one who's attacking her, until finally Roy the Snake, in Donkey Kong-like fashion, grabs one of the large barrels of supplies and smashes it over the back of Malison's head, knocking her unconscious. Malison wakes up. Several hours later, she can see the Queen's Vengeance sailing away in the distance. She has been put aboard a small dinghy. There is a bullet hole shot in the bottom of the dinghy. Water is slowly getting in. Malison, what do you do? Fuck. Uh, and am I close to land? You know, you were not that far away from Killwater, your home port. Is there uh, an were... oar in the boat? <laughs> yes, there is an oar in the boat. But the, uh, okay, but the so... oar also has a hole in it. <laughs> Fuck you. But that's so it's better for pledges. So when you hit them, it has less wind resistance. So... There you go. See. Do I have anything that I can plug this hole with? You have pieces of clothing, you have strips of leather. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take those strips of leather, plug that hole, and now I just have to decide whether I'm going to paddle after the Queen's Vengeance or paddle towards Killwater. You know that the Queen's Vengeance probably went towards Killwater. Oh, well then let's go. Go ahead and give me a survival check. <laughs> it has to work, otherwise this is a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, like you're gonna fade out. <laughs> I'm gonna try I'm gonna try real hard to die during this prequel. <laughs> Survival, I rolled a thirteen. It's a high mid roll. You aren't able to stop the water from leaking in, but you've certainly bought yourself some time. You think you would be good to make it to kill water if you paddle hard. Okay. Malison begins paddling. On her way, looks like the remains of a ship. There must be some sort of reef here that's caught ships in their wake. You see hanging from one of these 
ship skeletons. Something large looks to be a, a living thing. It's kicking. As you approach, you see a naked turtle. Oh. He is hung from some cleats that are screwed into his shell. Well, some turtles are more hung than others, so let's... Can you please uh, just specify those things, <laughs> if you so don't that's, mind? A, that's a Smith song, right? Gonk brings that big cloaca energy to the campaign. Good God. This turtles seems to be crying. He's crying tears like a sad child would cry. Gonk is, after all, a teenager. There's something innocent about these tears. <laughs> You can hear him, like, uh, he's probably still pouting and and weeping openly, like, cast overboard like so many plastic straws. (laughs) Splash, splash. Uh, Can I remove him from his hanging? Can I? Well, I'm going to cover him up, first of all. I don't need to see that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to see if I can get him down, right? By the way, Gog, you normally just wear like a loincloth, right? Like, like that's literally, yeah. So, yeah, there's not much to see. He's a turtle. Yeah, you It's know all what? up uh, in there, he... up in the stinky Jimmy, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> He's low enough and you're strong enough that I think you can get him down no problem. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take him down and, and, and have him swim then alongside me. I'm going to be like uh, Rose on that door in the fucking ocean. You can't get up here. <laughs> Malison, with her above-average height and strength, with some doing, is able to lower the mighty turtle down from his position. He is first lowered onto the dinghy, but his weight does not help the leaking situation, so he gets out to swim. Oh, he probably looks up with his little bleary eyes and goes, Hello, sailor. Hello. We got a place in a few words. I, I, I like the cut of your jib. Name's Gong. What handle do you use, if I may ask? Malison. Can I just call you Mal? That's That seems like a mouthful. Certainly. All right, Leon. I prefer monosyllabic, if you, have, if you haven't noticed. Uh, I don't exactly have the gift of gab, but I do tend to, uh, you know, when, when necessary, I try to use as few syllables as possible. As you can probably tell, I don't really talk all that much, and it never gets me in trouble. <laughs> so it looks like your boat is uh, done sprung. Your your mighty frigate. Uh, sorry if if boat does, is is a if it's uh, not accurate. Mm-hmm. What is Malison doing? Is she just staring blankly at him as he's talking, <laughs> or is she doing like does she have something better to be doing after this creature I'm that she said time? I'm rescuing? rowing the okay. boat. Gonk is really quite taken. She's. Uh, Seems like you got a direction in which you are trying to head. Uh, uh, wherein lies, uh, where, whereabouts, uh, Captain? Are we, uh, are we setting our star? My ship's been stolen. We're chasing it. Hells. Well, we cannot abide that. Gonk, you know that they're heading in the direction of Killwater, the port you just came from. Oh, well, I've just been there. In fact, they tried to hang me. Let's go there. Your ship had left Killwater, and that is when they seized civilian vessel. That is where the events that led to you being uh, marooned. So the pirates that booted you probably aren't there. Yeah, they're probably is gone now, so that's probably cool. We could head up, up to Killwater. It's a really nice place. I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but uh, I used to be <clears throat> a pirate. Uh, super duper dangerous, high ranking as well. And uh, as you can probably tell from all the assorted pirate paraphernalia that decorates my uh, hindsight, he 
turns around in, while he's splashing, and he shows you the grotesque graffiti that is uh, decorating his shell. Hmm. Pretty impressive. I know. Speechless. Don't feel the need to uh, gild the lily. It's totally fine. I'd be more than happy to tow you. Uh, as a matter of fact, but your vessel here does appear to have something of a, a hole. A hole in the hole. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I could probably like uh, whittle something, maybe a piece of driftwood and plug that sumbitch up. What you think? That'd be great. Say no more. Roll a whittling check. check. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I, I've got like a plus eight in whittling. I remember it's scrimshaw. I'm used to be a. I'm bullshitting everybody. It's so fine. I rolled a, a four. <laughs> Maybe you picked that up in, in, in the eight years that ensues. <laughs> but, yeah, there we go. But today is not that day. <laughs> I think to myself, damn, I suck at this. Gonk, like many teenagers trying to get the affection of parental figure or authority figure as Malison. Trying to uh, stick things in holes in an impressive way. <laughs> I picture the way you guys are is like Malison's like a neglectful parent and Gonk's like a child who will do anything to get the approval. <laughs> you kind of nailed it. <laughs> like I just picture like little Stewie. Mommy, mommy, mom, mom, mommy, mom, mommy, 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 mommy. Hey Mal, hey Mal, look at that. I just stuck the thing in the hole. Hey Mal, check that out. But with a four, the piece of wood that you grab to try to whittle from is actually part of the edge of the... You end up making the hole bigger. You take that part of the wood with a fork. God damn it. You do whittle it down, but the hole's bigger now. So now it was like the perfect size for the hole the way it was, but it's not anymore. Well, yeah, I find a perfect stick and I realize, you know what? It could be just a tiny bit bigger. And I make the hole bigger instead. But now it's like perfect. So what I do is instead I like grab like the last three inches of the ore, trying desperately to just grab it while while Mal is shoving it into the water and just using my fingernail, like literally like saw off the last like two or three inches of it and use that to plug the hole. And I'm like, perfect. See, there was a method to my madness. Mm-hmm. The ship starts sinking much faster now. This is why I'm here. You needed somebody who can help answer these questions. How fast are we sinking? Too fast. See, that's I learned that now. <laughs> Too fast. <laughs> Too fast now. See, we need to slow this down. If there is something, uh, an epitaph that I possess, it is that one. Slow down. You know, I'm thinking from a physics standpoint that uh, me dragging this here uh, giant wooden anchor that you seem so affectionately uh, con uh, connected to seems to be a bit, uh, shall we say, I don't know, one too many factors included in this here equation. So how about I just get uh, into water and uh, you throw your big muscly fingers around my shell and I just swim like ass towards, uh, towards Shaw. How about you do that? It's a deal, as long as I can put one arm in the air, fist above my head, while we swim. She does just that and rides that turtle. I shall be the uh, the tiny little green Cadillac, and you shall be the mighty hood ornament of vengeance upon me. Look out, Killwater. Here come Malangonk. See what I did there? I put your name first, because you was the captain of the, of the good ship Gonk. <laughs> Could you, uh, it, I don't suppose you have any writing implements to write the name Gonk on the side of my shell since that's my name now? We can do that once we're in port. Never mind, never mind. It's not a priority. All right, onward. The imposing image of a Goliath riding a massive turtle is what people on the beaches of Killwater see emerge from the ocean that day. 
As nearly a thousand pounds of badass escape from the water, Malison dismounts and Gonk stands on his hind two legs. People on the beach say, Gross! Get a loincloth, turtle cover-up! That's right! Stand and deliver, Killwater! Here come the pirates of Mal and Gonk! <laughs> do we bust into do it, our dance Quail number now? and fear! He dances a jig. He's, and he like, he's like, I thought you said you was a pirate. You don't dance jigs? What's going on? <laughs> Malison giggles for the first time in a long time. You, you can stop that right now. You see the lazy peasant in front of you, <laughs> a tavern. I have a name. I'm Ralph. It's my bar. <laughs> I'm just a small to... business owner. <laughs> Ye old lazy peasant, right? That's it. You know this to be one of the rowdier bars in Tortuga. I mean, Killwater. You know this to be the place where your former crewmates used to hang out. Roll me a perception check, Mal and Gonk. Okay. I got a 19. Gonk is just shuffling sand onto his feet. Malison sees the lazy peasant and scans, looking for her ship docked in port. She wants vengeance and she's hoping they're there. She finally sees her old ship, but much to her chagrin, she feels her blood boil as the queen's revenge is crossed out and the alpha bro is written beneath it. It seems Roy the Snake has renamed the ship in the short time he has been in command. Okay. You strongly suspect Roy the Snake is inside the Lazy Peasant. (laughs) Roy the Snake. Roy. I love it. (laughs) Such a good pirate name. Good name for a pirate. Captain Ginsburg, Roy, this is good shit. We gotta go in. I gotta get my ship back. And uh, I'm assuming I saw the boat in the harbor. Yes, but the name The Queen's Revenge was crossed out. And the name was replaced with the Alpha Bros. Oh, for fuck's sake! Wait, whoa, whoa! What's this? Yeah, what's... I gotta do. Do I have? Do I have date rapes revenge yet? You do not. That is something you get on a later adventure. Darn it! Do I have any weapons? What do I have? Let me see here. You have your mace and a shield. Do I have any yeah. weapons? Probably not. I don't need any weapons. So I've got a naked turtle and a mace. Choose a mace, kill a man. Choose a naked turtle killer right. army. Mm, I can right, see right. Uh, Gonk can see Mal like taking inventory, and I, I, I got, he just reaches out, pats her on the shoulder, and says, "You got everything you need right here." He touches her <laughs> chest and says, "Right there in your heart, you got everything you need right there." I was gonna say, "You're not talking about you." <laughs> what? That second set of footprints on the sand—that was a toll. <laughs> I carried you. <laughs> no, we just that second set of footprints was because we came out of the water just there, and then we crossed the beach, and then we came up here because we're two of us, and we'd not pretend. Just <laughs> two of us, and we're real. <laughs> just you and I. I can't just steal well, the ship not? back, right? That's the I power have to get away. Rid of these guys, or they're going to follow us. Do you want me to? If we're going to fight, we should fight on the boat. Well, we Um, could, if you want to, we could go uh, set a trap and ambush on the boat, beat the crap out of any of your uh, mutinous former crew members up there. Just then, Uh oh, a bunch of pirates exit, laughing with drinks in their hands, slapping their back, talking about how they can't wait to go to the brothel. And the last among them, you see the hulking figure of Roy the Snake. You notice these pirates that have just left are celebrating, and they are your former crew, Mellison. And they've just seen you. Fuck. Gonk breaks his mouth into a huge smile. Well, that was lucky. Roy shouts to Mellison. You learned to swim, lass. That's impressive. How'd you make it? I had you fixed for dead. I rode a turtle, asshole. 
and then looks and sees the turtle next to you. You're being, oh, put on a loincloth. Jesus, turtle man. All right, I'm going to attack Roy the snake. I'm going to follow I'm her tired lead. of his face. He looks like Screlly, by the way. You know, oh, the asshole nice, that up the prices nice. on the EpiPen. That guy, Martin Screlly. That's what Roy looks like. And so he's just got an, a very punchable face. Yeah, he's like this hulking seven-foot dude with red eyes, but like has a really babyish face. But you feel bad because you want to punch this baby so hard. <laughs> he's hulking seven feet, but still can't grow a beard. So that is a 16 plus seven is a 23. Uh, Gonk, are you doing anything too? I would like to rage. <laughs> Malison grabs her shield and sees there are many crew members between her and Roy the Snake, and she, using her massive size and strength, just gets behind the shield and runs through every crew member between her and Roy. And when she gets there, she brings up her mace and strikes Roy the Snake on the right side of his body in his shoulder. You hear bones crack. Don't let them harm your captain, get her! At the same time, Gonk does a sumo pose, you know, where he stomps his one foot down. <laughs> when he does, uh, as soon as his foot hits the ground and he gets in a squatting position, he starts screaming. Gonk, you're noticing little bits of electricity coming off your body as you reach this heightened emotional state. Natural. Uh, do you want to do anything? Uh, well, I would like to focus my rage on anybody that gets between Mal and uh, Roy the Snake. So I basically, I'm, I also am going to charge, but I'm basically sort of like going to clear a path for, uh, if I can, for, for Mal. Give me a roll. Or to, just do anything I can to sort of like support. Uh, so yeah, that would be a 22. Mal and Roy the Snake are now engaged in combat in the sand, in the sandy beach just outside the poor peasant. Crew members try to uh, jump Malison from behind, but every time they do, an angry turtle intercepts them and mauls them on the ground for a brief period. After the first three or four guys made an attempt on Malison, all of them are standing back knowing what happens to those who interfere in this fight. Fantastic. Roy the Snake has just rolled. He rolled a four. So he is going to attempt to counter swing at Malison with uh, bones broken in his shoulder with his hand axe, and he handily misses. Malison, go ahead and give me another well, attack. That's natural because okay. he sucks. <laughs> 25, motherfuckers. Malison swings for that same side. He sidesteps it a bit. Malison is able to use her expert fighter's footwork and get behind Roy the snake. She brings her mace with both hands across his throat. Oh, so she's choking him from behind with her mace. I'm going to go ahead and roll for the crew. Roll to six. One of the crewmen steps up. He's a littler guy. This turtle's not so bad. I'm going to take him. And he rushes at Gonk. Gonk, how do you handle this overconfident pirate? Let's go, guys. Let's get this turtle. Help our captain. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I'll, let, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, as soon as he r rushes towards me, Gonk, in, enraged, uh, just sort of like basketballs his head as he's swinging at me. Like, it, it, oh, it, exactly. He's basically doing like a dark helmet, you know, you know with, uh, as he's swinging furiously, missing, uh, whiffing the air in front of Gonk. Uh, he reaches behind him uh, to just like to find an improvised weapon. I would say he's. Uh, you said that uh, Roy the Snake is a, a seven foot man, so he's probably like a half giant as well, something like that. He's a little shorter than Malison, but he's he's a beefy guy. Does he have uh, a cutlass or something like that that I can grab? Does anybody have a, a weapon that I can use to to smash this clown? Roy the Snake has a hand axe. 
And this pirate that you have has a cutlass that's comically too big. He has trouble with his small arms getting it out of his cupboard. All right, well, that'll do. Uh, Gonk clamps his jaws around the cutlass as it makes one of its uh, useless arcs and then flings his neck towards one of the uh, one of the windows of the, uh, what was it, the, the dusty peasant? The lazy peasant? The dusty peasant. <laughs> there's like another, there's another peasant behind the, fo- the first one who's like, I also have a name. He's also dustier. I just fling the little door, the the little half lane pirate, uh, th- bless you, uh, through the window. Woo! <laughs> Perfect. You got lucky. <laughs> and, but now Gonk's mouth is full. <laughs> I can see my house from here. Smash. <laughs> I'm gonna make one roll for Roy. See if he's able to break out of this death grip. Roy rolls like shit. It's <laughs> uh, not Roy's day. Roy rolled an eight. He tries to flip Malison over his back and reverse things, but he just does not have the muscle to get it done. He knows this is probably going to be the end for him. I'd be cold and dead in the ground before I served under another woman. It was my time to lead. It was my time to lead. All right. Listen, I'm pretty woke. I served under one female (laughs) captain, but two? Come on, bro. (laughs) I'm an alpha, bro. All right, so can I just kill this guy? You fucking man. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to snap his neck. Malison looks at her former crew, the crew that, though she wasn't captain yet, I think you can call it a mutiny, and snaps Roy the Snake's neck. She eyeballs all of her crew, wondering what to do when another figure, who would have been watching this fight the whole time, speaks up. This figure is wearing a very flamboyant uh, pirate hat with a feather in it. Hello! Um, Is uh, it Rip Torn? (laughs) You know what? You have just flavored this character with that. It was an explosion of confetti. (laughs) Yes. Hi, everybody. (laughs) He has a parrot on his shoulder. He's wearing (laughs) traditional pirate pants, pantaloons, but he's wearing, looks like, a Hawaiian shirt with little Jolly Rogers all over it as the print. Wait a minute. I sorry, can can Gonk can Gonk do have a like an insight check or nature check or, or a, a history check something that allows him yes, to Gonk roll that allows check. him to recognize this legendary figure of the sea. He rolled a fucking 2. He's 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 like <gasps> names on the tip of, tip of my tongue. Oh, it is Margarita Bill. No, hold on. It is oh, Kamikaze Slim. Oh, damn it. As Gonk is sitting there, the legendary Captain Daiquiri Ron speaks up. He throws confetti. I've never seen anything like that. That was fabulous. (laughs) (gasps) The legend is true. I'll tell you what. You can go ahead and have that ship. You don't have to deal with these mutinous cowards. Captain Daiquiri Ron will take care of them. He spits out the sword. He turns around. You guys is fucked now. He puts down his yard-long daiquiri, (laughs) pulls out his cutlass, says, keep going. You don't want to see what I'm going to do to these bitches, these mutinous bitches. (laughs) Gonk and Malison walk into the sunset, the sound of confetti being thrown and throats being slashed right behind them at their heels. Malison, this is your first ship. Uh, What do you want to rename it? Um, Mal's Revenge. Gonk figures out the perfect name to put on the side of the ship. Mal's Revenge. 
Being as Mallison doesn't have a crew for this ship, and being that Gonk doesn't have a captain in his life, the beginnings of a long friendship were born that day. Yeah. Uh, I, now, Gonk uh, needs paint and also somebody to help him spell that because he doesn't know how to read. So... Gonk, give me an intelligence check. We're going to see how well you do. Why are you doing this to me? I just rolled a two. Okay. Oh, I, f- I fake it okay. I rolled a 15. So that's six. I rolled a 16, 16 minus one. So I didn't screw up your name, Mal. Good job for me. It's spelled correctly. In fact, it looks like the kid who got A's in the class in first grade, you know, their writing assignment homework. A lot of the fine motor skills aren't there, but the letter, it's perfectly legible. None of the letters are backwards, Toys R Us style. Gonk did a pretty decent job for an illiterate turtle. You did something right, Gonk. I won't let it go to my head, Cap. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And that has been the end of our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. AG played Malison Kill. Where can they find you, Malison? Yeah, sure. You can find me at Muller She Wrote on Twitter uh, and Insta and Facebook. And also, we have a new daily show called At Daily Beans Pod on Twitter. It's The Daily Beans. And music is by They Might Be Giants. So, fun. <gasps> they wrote my favorite song ever, Fingerprints. I love that song. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have heard of the mega podcast known as Muller She Wrote. But if on the off chance that you don't, I highly recommend checking out that podcast. It will keep you sane in crazy times. Caleb Cleveland, you played Gonk Holskin, and where can people find they you? They can find me at Caleb is Drawing on all your friendly neighborhood social media, such as Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and others. Aren't you doing something really cool? That's true. I asked Neil Gaiman if I could illustrate and narrate a children's book during this time of uh, woe and want, and he actually said, yeah, I would love it. And I, so I am, I am uh, narrating and illustrating this little wonderful children's, or actually I should say all ages story called Odd and the Frost Giants that you can find on YouTube, or you can just look me up at Twitter and find various links to it. I'm, uh, I have two little chapters left as of this recording, so it'll be wrapping up soon and you'll be able to enjoy it for the whole family. Hopefully I've been told it's pretty good. I mean, the writing of Gaiman and the warm voice of Caleb Cleveland, as well as his illustrations, you can't go wrong. If you have young family members, it's something really cool to do with them. If you have somebody old, it's cool to do with them too. It's for all ages. And I have been Damian Mercado. I also do a comedy science podcast called Science Faction, where we talk about everything from the coronavirus to things that aren't dominating the news right now. Thank you very much for listening. Later, nerds. Later, bye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. See you, everybody. I love you. Hey everybody, this is Friedrich, Sergeant of Arms at the Citadel. It's lonely work, if you're like me, you're looking for love. You never know when or where you'll meet the one. For me, it was a weird day. I had just been possessed by an evil blue energy that compelled me to attack the man I was charged with protecting. Just then I saw an angel on an airship burst through the roof and into my heart. Malice and kill, you're my lady. If you're looking to make a love connection, I recommend Awful Neutral. For the low, low price of a five-star review on iTunes, we guarantee love. High five! Ah, oh, you miss me. You owe me five.